Hello and welcome to Headroom, Curious Conversations for Leaders in Education. I'm your host, Richard Reed, and today we're continuing the conversation on developing a coaching culture in schools. Joining me to discuss this today is teacher turned coach Emma Khan. Emma is clear on her mission to empower those working in education to lead balanced, happy, and impactful lives. Through coaching, she empowers teachers and school leaders to develop strategies to manage challenges and stress without overwhelm or burnout by creating sustainable working environments. With nearly a decade of teaching and leadership experience, Emma fully understands the joys and frustrations of the classroom and now uses her experience to provide the support she knows would have impacted her during her teaching career. Emma, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks very much for having me, Richard. Now, today we are continuing the conversation about developing a coaching culture in schools. Emma, you currently work as a successful coach within the education sector, but prior to this, you were a teacher. Can you share with us something of how and why you chose that particular change in direction? I can try. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's not... It's interesting because I didn't really know that I was going to change direction in that way. Mm -hmm. So... I left teaching um, at the end of 2018 and when I left I I really didn't have a plan I sort of just felt like I had to leave I felt like you know I just thought I can't keep teaching like this until I retire it just wasn't going to be um, (laughs) sustainable for me to do that so I, I, I left and by the time I left actually I was completely burnt out and I just didn't really I didn't have the headspace to work out what I was going to do next so I left had a bit of a break and my plan was just don't have a plan you know my plan was just Mm -hmm. have a break and then I came to coaching um I had some coaching myself to help me with my career change Mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to do something different and I sort of immediately went I fell in love with it and then I realized that I already knew about coaching from from teaching yeah. And that I'd experienced it first then, but I sort of saw it as like a job in like the real world. And I was like, oh, yes. wow, there's like, <laughs> this is a thing. Like, there's people here. And, and this coach that I'm working with, she's like doing all the bits of teaching that I love. Yes. And all, and she calls it coaching, but it's just for me, it's just, I, I can do this and I want to do yeah. this. And I sort of just fell in love with it there. And I then very quickly from, having this first kind of experience of coaching to work out what I wanted to do in my own career change I went well I want to do what you do (laughs) so sort of like (laughs) when I want to do that Uh, and I started training as a coach and then all the kind of school stuff has come has just lined up because I realized when I first left teaching I didn't want I you know I wanted a break from teaching and education but I think education for me is such an important part of me like education for me is about empowerment and yes it's about empowering young people and that's what I loved and I think that's what I love about coaching so it's empowering people and I think there's kind of I realize I can't leave that behind I want to still be part of education in some Mm -hmm. way and I think it's this empowerment and it's about having an impact and so I've kind of found another way to do that now and I support teachers in many different guises but one way kind of through schools and through working in school and and making that sustainable really in the way that it wasn't for me because I stopped having my impact in the classroom but Mm. you know 
that's not good if teachers are having an impact but it's kind of short-lived because it's not sustainable and they burn out like that isn't yes. going to really get us much further is it so um no, no. when I look back it's kind of obvious that I am where I am now but it, it didn't it wasn't a plan it wasn't sort of a pre-thought no. out plan that I would get here but it all kind of has lined up in that way excellent fantastic it's interesting you talk about having an impact in the classroom that's a, that's a nice way you put that um you know we, we could all ask ourselves that question as well you know am i having an impact in the classroom am i having an impact in in the school at the moment uh, and it's interesting that you stepped away completely for that yeah. short period from teaching i mean a complete you draw a line under it yeah but interestingly full circle and, and back again right in the middle of education very enthusiastic about it but just with it with a different hat on yeah and then that's what i find really interesting is like when i was training doing my coach training so much of it was me going oh I know this like this is what I used to do like this is teaching and not in a not in a sort of um like egotistical oh I know this kind of way Mm -hmm. in a like oh hold on like I already know this this is great like I would have done that when I was teaching like and now it's just that now I call it coaching and before I called it teaching and I think very much was in my sort of teaching style was to teach in that way that wasn't about you know when I think back to what kind of lit me up most as a teacher it wasn't the lessons where I was really just kind of telling or sharing knowledge you know here's what you here's how it is here's some facts here's what you need to do it was the lessons where it was really about the children um finding their own answers and applying what they'd learn and um solving problems and communicating to solve problems and then what happens when something goes wrong like and what we're going to do from it and we've made a mistake and what you're going to learn from that and and those kind of bits of teaching which now I you know we now call it coaching but it it, you know like I say it's kind of the same thing just in different guises and so again yeah it's so obvious that I'm here because that's what (laughs) I loved about that was the bit of education that I loved the most and like I say it's about empowerment it's about in that case I was empowering young people to solve problems for themselves mm-hmm. and to communicate and to be able to think for themselves and be individuals and um you know really kind of find their own way in the yeah. world well that's what yeah. I now do through coaching mm-hmm. it's just called a slightly different thing and it's in a slightly different context yeah okay. um, again the thread is there and it's kind of so mm-hmm. obvious <laughs> so obvious that I'm here at this point <laughs> but I didn't know it when I was looking ahead it's only looking back that I can see yes how it all joins up it is interesting. I mean, you, I mean, you, you talk about it, you can hear the excitement, you know, in your voice when you're talking about where you're at at the moment, but obviously having gone through, you know, quite a difficult time, you know, at the, at the tail end of teaching when, when you stepped yeah. into the classroom, but lovely to see all the dots join up together again. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you that they will. Well, yes, exactly. And I suppose hindsight's a wonderful thing, you know, looking back, you can see, you can see it all connect together. You, yeah. you mentioned that obviously wh- while you were a teacher, you did have some experience of, of coaching as a I suppose as a coachee can you tell mm-hmm. us a wee bit more a wee bit more about that yeah so I think um I mean again looking at my teaching now with the the knowledge of oh now I know what coaching is and I know what it what it does it, like I say so much of my teaching there yes. were so many parallels but in a kind of more um discreet way I suppose you know coaching being something different to teaching mm-hmm. I, I I think I did get introduced to it when I was teaching and I did some training that was sort of had coaching at the heart of it and yeah. and I was actually reflecting on this and I thought I can still remember these conversations must have been like I don't know like 
six or seven years ago, maybe. And mm-hmm. I can actually remember the insights that I had about my teaching, yes. which I won't go into now because, you know, they're just they're not necessarily the most exciting, but they were like <laughs> things that I thought, oh, I'm going to change and I'm going to I'm going to teach this lesson like this and I'm going to try this idea. And okay. I remember those conversations so clearly. But what I probably couldn't do for you now is tell you what feedback I ever had from a lesson observation where I was just okay. told you well, you should have done it like this. Yes. Apart from the ones that really maybe jar with me. And then I remember yes. them for the wrong reasons. But I can't no. really ever remember. It's, it's so interesting because I really, I think there's something in the power of that. Like when I was enabled to find the answers for myself through coaching and through kind of that process of, it wasn't someone telling me, okay, well, you could try this now or you yes. should try this now or even, you know, you might want to. It wasn't a suggestion. It was kind of helping me get to a point where I went, oh, I've got an idea. I'm going to go and do mm. this. And I remember being mm-hmm. so excited. And even now, you know, like seven years later, I can still exactly remember where yeah. that conversation happened and the insight that I had and how I then changed my teaching the next lesson. I can probably even remember the lesson that I taught based on <laughs> that. And I just don't think I remember that with other lesson observations. Yes. So I think that shows me the power of finding the answer for myself rather than being told something and I think that's where I first kind of got introduced to coaching yeah as a separate tool you know and was sort of told this is coaching this is called coaching but interesting you you then used coaching I suppose as a coachee when you finished with the teaching you then had a bit of coaching yourself I suppose when it came to the career choice so again you were given the opportunity through the process of coaching to work that out for yourself yeah exactly I wasn't the thing was when I left teaching the the thing was I need I knew I needed that kind of approach where I was going to find the way forward for myself because yes sort of traditional career advice it, well I suppose it's just that isn't it, it is advice yes. it is someone telling you something and and quite often you know if you do all those sort of online tools you know what job would you be good at it's going to come and go you'd be a great teacher and I'm like I know (laughs) thank you I don't want to do that anymore um and so actually quite often the conversations I would have without that coaching aspect were people going oh look at all these skills you've got and look at what boxes we can fit you in and have you thought about teaching in this context and I go yeah but you're just telling me the same thing you're just Mm -hmm. it's just a sidestep And so it's interesting that I've gone completely away from teaching, but come back to it, because I think Mm -hmm. that shows that I found the thread that's important to me, rather than going, well, I'll tell you what I'll do, I'll coach, but I'll coach because it's like teaching, and I'll stay in education because it's all I know. I've gone away from it, and I've come back because it's the thing that really lights me up, which I only found through through Mm -hmm. my own process of coaching, whereas if I just followed someone's advice of, or maybe you should do this. I just don't think yeah. I'd be as passionate about it now. No, you're in you're in education essentially because because you want to be. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah, you you you're currently providing coaching in in some schools now over the whole school year. Uh, I suppose as an as an external coach working with uh, senior and and middle leadership staff. Can you share with us a little bit about about what that actually involves, Emma? Yeah. So um, so yeah, what I found really impactful is where I can work with a team in a school and coach them individually and perhaps there might be some group coaching in that as well in in Mm -hmm. some of the schools I work with but kind of um the individual coaching but the the fact is there's kind of two parts to that there's the, the fact that I'm external 
um, and I'm kind of offering the one-to-one coaching and then the fact I'm working with the team so I suppose what I find is working with individual teachers Mm -hmm. and quite often those in leadership roles because I think there's sort of it's where I left education I was in middle leadership Mm -hmm. and I think Mm -hmm. there's sort of extra pressures I mean I never felt that I didn't have pressure as a teacher like when I was a no. qualified teacher I thought oh this is this is stressful <laughs> this is difficult there's a lot of pressure here like so it's never like it's easy but no. there was kind of suddenly these extra pressures in middle leadership sort of coming yes. from all angles and I think what I can provide that I wish I'd had is this space to really kind of process that so yeah. I work with teachers on a one-to-one basis so that they have that space like that that session with me is completely their space to go this is what's on my mind and this is what I need to bring and what I help them do is I mean there is a process and there's a structure but it is very dependent on what they bring and what they want to talk about Mm -hmm. but um you know what I help them do is work out well what is it that you want to achieve then I think quite often as teachers we know what we don't want um yes well, as adults, or just as humans, I suppose. But, you know, we'll, we'll say things like, I want to be less stressed. Well, that's, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Like, if you say you want to be less stressed, you're just telling your mind to look for stress. It's like when you say to children, don't run. They're going to start yes. running or keep running. <laughs> if you say walk, they might keep running, but they're more likely to walk. <laughs> uh, and it's the same principle. If you tell your brain, don't stress, your brain's going, oh, stress. I need to find mm-hmm. stress. I'm looking for stress. How can we be stressed? And so it's kind of just helping them flip that into what do I want? I want to feel calmer. I want to feel more purposeful. I want to be more organized. Okay, yeah. what does that look like? Let's break that down. I help them kind of break it down into manageable chunks. And sometimes the coaching is very action-based. So teachers go away with a list of, on oh, Wednesday, I'm going to do this. And then on Thursday, yeah, I'm yeah. going to do this. And sometimes that works. And sometimes that's what they need. Because actually, as teachers, quite often, our list is like endless. I mean, if you yes. only have one, I think I had multiple lists all the time. <laughs> uh, so actually organizing that list is really helpful. But also there's a kind of looking at it, the mindset and looking at it in a different way and looking at it through a different lens and yes. going, well, how can I view this problem differently? And so therefore, how can I find a solution? Or what would I do? Um, if this wasn't an issue, you know, what would I do if this wasn't a barrier? Or what would I do um, if I, you know, had all the time in the world? Or what would I do? Um, or what would someone else do? What could I learn from them? What could I learn yes. from the people around me? And kind of looking at things in a different way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so then the second part of your bit was, your question was, how do I do that with a team? Well, what I find yeah. is that is really impactful for an individual. On its own, mm-hmm. that's really impactful. And I wish I'd had that. But in terms of seeing a a change in the school, if you imagine like a ripple effect, the more Mm -hmm. people that you have having that kind of support, the more that's going to ripple out. And then if you have different centre points of the ripple, you're going to get more ripples, you know, and so the the impact's Mm going to spread wider. So what I found is um, impactful is, is having the leadership team, they're all bringing their own issues, their own kind of goals that they want to work on and but it all kind of fits together without me Mm -hmm. trying to make it fit together or without the school saying you're going to use these coaching sessions to focus on x or y yeah yeah. it kind of all comes together because because it will because you have to again I suppose you have to trust that it will and Mm -hmm. if if as a leader you're having a calmer more purposeful organized kind of effective um you're being more effective in your leadership well that's Mm -hmm. only going to positively impact the rest of your team and then they're going to notice and so they're not kind of 
explicitly coaching their team but they're going to start using some of these techniques about going Mm -hmm. okay well hold on we know what we don't want what do we want how are we going to break that down like what questions should we be asking here and it starts Mm -hmm. to ripple out and I think one of the biggest things I've learned since I've left teaching is when I was teaching I kind of felt like I couldn't look after myself because I had to look after the children I think I I was always sort of drilled into me whether or not it was or whether it was my sort of interpretation but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the children come first everything for the children and it was sort of like teacher well-being I don't even know if that was a phrase I particularly (laughs) use when I was teaching but teacher well-being versus people well-being and now I just see well no one loses if your staff are looked after and they feel empowered and they feel calm and able to take on the challenges of the job and they feel good about themselves and they feel confident and they feel and they are a positive presence in their role Mm -hmm. no one loses in that that's not in spite of the children that's not all let's look after our teachers in spite you know instead of the children Children only get a better deal if their teachers feel like that. Yeah. But for so long, I don't think I saw that when I was teaching. I thought, well, I can't look after myself. I can't take a moment to stop and get off this treadmill because mm-hmm. the children need me. And then look, I burnt out and I'm not there anymore. So <laughs> now I can see so clearly that by providing this in schools, that's how we can make it sustainable for staff, which that's just awesome. makes it better for everyone else in the whole yeah. school community, really. Yeah. Super. It's a, it's, a, it's a very, very positive picture. Um, part, part of the coaching process, as you know, um, is, is about helping the coachee consider uh, their choices. Um, Emma, you've, you've developed a workshop recently called The Power of Choice. And I thought just as a useful conclusion to our, our conversation today, what, what would you say to a head teacher who's currently choosing whether or not to develop a coaching culture in their school? Um, I mean, I would say understand it you know look at it and see if you can understand it because I was I was really trying to think and I'm aware I might be biased here but I was really trying to think what are the downsides and so I'd be really genuinely interested to know what are the downsides to this mm-hmm. because I can't see them and so okay. that's not and I'm aware I might be biased there because of course I'm going to say of course I'm going to say that because it's what I do and it's what you know yeah. but equally I can't see them. So the only sort of um, potential barriers that I've had when I've spoken to teachers or head teachers is kind of things like um, time. Well, we don't have time. Yeah. We're too busy. Okay. Well, what I say there is every teacher I work with says that's what they felt when they started working with me. They thought, how mm-hmm. am I going to have time to talk to you for an hour? I've got <laughs> so much to do. And uh-huh. they say they're really grateful because they actually get the time to you know, an hour with me, for example, they say, well, that saved me more than that in the long run, because now I go away with a clear plan. And I'm not Mm -hmm. spending that hour just ruminating on the problem and stressing. Mm -hmm. I'm actually, I know I've got a clear plan now. So time is always one that comes up, we're not going to have time for this. Another one is kind of, well, I don't want to be told what to do. (laughs) And, and, and I think, well, that's, that's not what I do. That's not how I coach. It's not, Mm -hmm it's completely down to helping someone find their own answers which is so empowering so even the answers are important but the process of getting the answers is the bit that's empowering so that in itself doesn't really matter what the answer is it's the process you've gone through the problem solving Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I suppose the other one all it always comes down to an education doesn't it It comes down to money Um, (laughs) (laughs) so I suppose it's well look at really what it's costing you not to have it and I know that exactly it's mm-hmm. a bit of kind of force and I know that you you totally get this like you're on mm-hmm. 
on board with this but yeah my example at the end of my teaching career I completely burnt out and then I wasn't in the classroom well that's mm-hmm. not good that's not that's not cost effective is it no, you know, no I've, I've been trained I've taught for however long I've taught and then I and then I'm not there and like that's costing mm-hmm. everyone money it means that you've got to pay uh, sick leave you've got to pay supply teachers um you've got teachers leaving going to different schools if they don't feel valued and empowered yeah. like, there's so yeah. much kind of in the retention and the recruitment like mm-hmm. I, I know it takes a bit of foresight but I'd, I suppose I'd say that like look at the money and go money's always tight in school or, or it always can be tight mm-hmm, school, mm-hmm. but I think the money can be there um and I suppose it's just kind of working out really what the value is rather than the cost of it you know like what is the value of this and what would we get out of it so I suppose I'd say that to the head teachers like one I would be really interested to hear what are the downsides um and that's a genuine offer like I would love to yeah. have that conversation it's not a mm-hmm. it's not me trying to sort of <laughs> prove no. people wrong I, I just can't see it um but yeah th- those are the potential barriers that I get is kind of how are we going to have time how are we going to have money and and I mean how is this process going to help because why are you coming in telling us what to do and that's not what I do um and I would never do that because I just think well every teacher they know themselves better than anyone they know their class better than anyone they know their school better than anyone I wouldn't want to insult anyone by suggesting anything anyway like I believe Mm -hmm. that teachers or you know people but teachers especially are so resourceful they have all the answers and I think I did before I left teaching I think I had a lot of the answers or the ability to find them I just was so overwhelmed and stressed that I just couldn't get to them and I just needed someone else to help me find them. Yeah, um, and yeah. so I think that's the power of it. And that's what I'd say, like actually look at what's the cost of not doing this rather than what's yeah. the cost of doing it. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. Emma, it has been a real pleasure chatting to you today. Uh, we really appreciate hearing about your journey from teacher to coach. Uh, and we wish you every success with your goal of empowering teachers and school leaders. For our listeners today, I trust that our conversation has inspired you to find out more about coaching and education and to consider it as a genuine tool to empower both you and your colleagues. I hope you can join us again in a week's time for the next episode of Headroom Curious Conversations for leaders in education.